Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another edition of BTP Podcast in the year 2021. Joined, as always, with Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, buddy? And man, buddy, how's it going? Happy New Year. It's great to talk to you now. Of course, we just celebrated the New Year a couple of days ago, and it was super wonderful because personally for me, the New Year is a big deal because it's the, probably the most important year when it comes to goal setting. As you probably know, I'm crazy about goal setting. So uh, it's been a great year despite all the limitations, the pandemic, which has made uh, traveling or partying, which both of which I love a lot, uh, a oh. lot harder, unfortunately. Uh, still, uh, we have to go through this. And fortunately, I managed to enjoy the uh, you know the New Year celebration, although on a much smaller scale, basically, uh, to somehow make sure that I follow the health guidelines and do not uh, end up you know perhaps spreading the virus or something like this. But generally speaking, despite all the challenges, pretty happy to be here with you for the you know uh, our first Let's Talk edition of the year 2021. So couldn't be more excited. Life is great, man. How about you? How is how is life basically on your end? Yeah, things are, uh, considering everything, things are going well, I think. Um, we have turned a new leaf by turning the page, turning the chapter onto a new year. Uh, obviously, we still are having the struggles of COVID, whether directly or un- indirectly, ahead of us. Uh, I mean, not just me, everybody, really. But I think, I think at, at least mentally, uh, in terms of mindset, at least, we're turning into a new year. So why not change our mindsets, too? Would you? Would you agree with that? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, of course. Definitely. So, it's pretty good. And I don't know about the atmosphere, of course, but generally in this situation, we got to somehow change ourselves a little bit. Although I'm not a fan of like complete like reprogramming our entire brain because it's not going to last forever, right. man. But we could change our way of thinking in a way that we can take advantage of the situation and not panic and wait it out exactly. until the storm passes. No, precisely. I that And that is basically what I was trying to uh, get out because in the past um, year, I mean, in 2020, basically, um, everybody suffered a lot and we experienced a lot of uncertainties uh, on top of other, uh, you know, stuff that were really annoying and perhaps often for many people uh, outright upsetting, uh, losing loved ones or whatever. So uh, so in, in that sense, I feel like uh, coming to a new year, personally, I want to take a little bit of a more of a uh, positive approach. Of course, it's not done with, but as you mentioned, it will be at some point. Um, and maybe for the better part of this year, we'll still deal with it to some extent, all of us. But, you know, in terms of our mindset, I, I personally want to take a more, um, you know, assertive, proactive and positive approach to this year versus uh, reactive uh, as the circumstances required it perhaps in 2020, which I was um, much reacting to the news or situation or uh the new guidelines and whatnot. So this time, this time around, I, this is this is at least my perspective uh, personally. I don't know about you. How, how are you dealing with the new year? Well, first of all, uh, generally, as you mentioned yourself, being reactive is never a good thing, whether it is uh, basically a bad situation or a good one. So as you pointed out, the best approach is to get ourselves out of that reactive mode. Uh, I mean, I personally don't think that uh, panicking or being concerned about all the latest things that are especially portrayed in the media is a good thing because the media thrives on these things. They would love to make things look so dangerous and the worst thing's going to happen because that's going to, you know, make your uh, eyes fixated on what they're, you know, showing to the people. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, generally speaking, I'm not a fan of even following the news so much, uh, except perhaps from very reliable sources, 
for example, Dr. Fauci is one of those. Uh, but in terms of the media and what they said, I was not necessarily paying uh, so much attention anyway uh, in, in that regard. And of course, uh, other than that, it is the fact that we've kind of gotten used to it. And as you pointed out yourself, even though we're going to be spending at least, uh, uh, based upon the European estimation at least, until summertime in the same quarantine mode, if you will, or social distancing, uh, still that leaves at least a couple of months. And I'm pretty darn sure that uh, we're going to celebrate our next new year in a very, very different atmosphere and mood than, than we did basically this year. So uh, for that reason, I remain hopeful and optimistic. And obviously, I mean, some people were just reacting to the crises. What, what I was doing during 2020 was how can I make the most of this time? That was the question that I asked myself every single day, because I do believe that when one door gets closed, another gets open. And one man's misery is one man's fortune. And uh, the other most important one, of course, is when life gives, uh, when all life gives you is lemons, try to make lemonades. And you should, uh, you should believe that my uh, vitamin C, uh, basically, n- nutrition this year was pretty high because all we got, was, uh, you know, basically were lemons. So I'm right now done with vitamin C, but quite frankly, that's exactly what I did. So I really believe that this pandemic uh, was a great chance, at least for me personally, because it uh, gave me a chance to really look deep into uh, myself, uh, in basically social life and what we can do with or without these things. But more importantly, because I'm very much interested in the concept of leadership, it actually allowed me to take a closer look at how some of the best leaders around the world tackle this issue and how do they... Uh, basically go about doing this as the you know, crisis continues, because for me, that was like the ultimate uh, learning school, the, the ultimate school of leadership, if you will, uh, both uh, personally. I mean, how do you manage being in this crisis? Do you panic? Do you lose hope? What would you do if you realize that, I don't know, your restaurant, your gym, uh, some other place is going to be closed? And if you're working there, you're going to lose your job. Are you going to panic or are you going to perhaps find another way? Uh, and more importantly, uh, it made me think a lot about the future of humanity, which will uh, heavily rely on technologies to reduce carbon emission, to reduce commuting around. As somebody who is, you know, a uh, you know constantly uh, basically on the move, and you know somebody who likes to travel a lot, it actually made me question a lot of those things that I used to do. Like, is it really necessary to travel, for example, this number of times per year, or could you like reduce it a little bit? And it it was a very educational experience overall. Of course, I'm not going to deny the fact that it was hard as most tough love and tough educational situations generally are. Uh, but in this situation, I realized what it really means to deal with all the t- you know, situations that somehow push your life out of control and not only not panic, but to make the most of it. So in a couple of my businesses, actually, the, uh, you know, our revenue went up during the pandemic because we took advantage of the online uh, technology and online communication. And it also uh, simultaneously actually cut back our costs in terms of traveling, flights, going to exhibitions, uh, cost of hotels and so on, because nowadays, uh, basically, now almost everything is done via Zoom or online. So generally speaking, for me, it was uh, a combination of difficulty as well as achievement. But more importantly, it was perhaps one of the most educational experiences of my life, because uh, for me, because, uh, you know, our generation, we haven't seen, uh, you know, a very dramatic sh- uh, shift in the way people live their lives. I mean, Right. Uh, basically, grandparents had experienced World War II. So for them, they saw what it uh, feels like to be in a world that is normal. And then suddenly everything changes. Right. But our generation, millennials, we never had this, you know, this experience. We never experienced a major you know, war. We never experienced uh, perhaps major famine or other issues. So 
this COVID-19 pandemic was kind of like the World War II of the millennials. And they saw what it feels like when the entire world order collapses and everything changes. So if you look at that as a once-in-a-lifetime experience, as you know, World War II uh, basically was for our grandparents, it's kind of on the same scale in that it uh, has tremendous potential for learning and self-development. No, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. And I, I think um, I do agree with you in, in terms of, okay, so there were a range of reactions from a variety of people, of course, to this whole year, if you will, <clears throat> in 2020. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, yes, lots and lots of people have made so many good decisions and made actually the most of the situation, maybe <laughs> maybe more than their regular years, if you will. Um, so, so of course, that, and that, that, that is where the attitude comes into play, right? How, how your attitude allows you to deal with a certain situation that is um, out of the ordinary, sometimes outright devastating, um, and you know, learn from those devastations rather than just leave the score and nothing else, right? So, so I think I think you're uh, right on. I think uh, makes a lot of sense. And uh, I have questions a lot, of, a lot of things about myself personally and the way we live as a you know society as a as a world, uh, even. So, so yeah, there has been. Definitely, definitely many, many levels of, you know, education going on for me and I'm sure for a lot of other people, um, although not 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 everybody saw it that way. Perhaps some just saw it as a misery, but it's still like, um, you know, in, in, in the future, uh, retrospectively, t they probably will come to see some, uh, you know, lights of education, those people who were mostly focusing on the disasters of today as well. So, Absolutely. And you, you know, point out something about, you know, our societies, because in my life, as you probably know, I work with multiple uh, nations and different cultures and languages, mm -hmm. and I'm in touch pretty much with uh, all five continents right now. And this pandemic for me personally, as someone who is uh, basically a, uh, you know, a, a proponent of globalism, seeing the entire world basically gets locked uh, and the entire international tribal being uh, basically severely hindered, not fully stopped but severely hindered uh, was for me a shocker at first, quite frankly. And more importantly, it allowed me to uh, be in touch with my contacts from around the world and see how different nations and different governments were tackling the issue. Uh, I don't know. On, on the one hand, we had Sweden, who had the most liberal approach uh, possible. And I was in, uh, the entire time in touch with my contacts in Sweden. So how are people reacting? Are they wearing masks? Are they happy? What about the death rates? Then I was in touch, of course, with my contacts in China, the source of uh, basically this pandemic and how people are just, you know, going about their lives and uh, having have already defeated basically the pandemic. Then we moved on to Europe. And unfortunately, I was uh, very disheartened when I realized Germany, which was one of the best countries in terms of the way they handled uh, the pandemic w went under full lockdown, basically, in November and December. You can imagine the damage. Of course, uh, the German government offered tremendous, uh, basically, uh, uh, cash support for all of its citizens and uh, basically uh, business owners. But still, it, you would see how these developments are changing the international, uh, basically, uh, uh, community. And for me, that was another level of, basically, education, because I li literally saw that leadership, culture, and the sense of unity in a nation can really help or hurt basically one's nation's uh, quest on defeating the virus and the pandemic. So it was another layer, basically. I'm, I'm pretty sure that in Canada, things probably were a lot uh, basically better handled than it was in the U.S., given the fact that 
uh, we just got rid of uh, Donald Trump and uh, now hopefully things will change. But in Canada, I'm guessing uh, things were a lot better as people perhaps had higher trust in their government and follow the health guidelines. But ultimately, what really matters uh, is just to realize that this challenge uh, has been a source of education for almost all of us. And we could learn from that and use those lessons to make 2021, which we're in right now, a much better year. Exactly. And that's where I wanted to get to. Uh, looking back, learning, you know, I mean, day to day we learned in the 2020 and every day, uh, I think uh, I can talk about myself personally, made a better decisions of how to deal with the new new world order, if you will. So, um, so of course, it's an ongoing process. But now, having this excuse of a new year to look back for uh, over 2020 for, for a few minutes and then uh, look into the future and carry the lessons and, uh, and put away the hardships, perhaps, as much as possible um, to the new year, uh, what were your, I mean, you mentioned some of them. What, what were you if, you, if you, if you want to bullet point them, what were the top, I don't know, few that you're taking to 2020 as, as um, outright new lessons and new things you want to do in 2020 differently than you did in the past? Well, uh, I mean, I think you mean 2021, am I right? Oh, I'm so, sorry. Yes, 2021. That's getting That's right. a little so, bit of used to. <laughs> the ones I got from 2020 to take to 2021, basically, because uh, I'm done with 2020 and I don't want to go back. Just don't make me go back to 2020. <laughs> exactly. I, that's one year too much. Even if there was a time machine, I'm not going to go back to 2020, even though I love using time machines to go to the past. Not 2020. Yeah. I can go to 2019 oh. or 2018, but not 2020. Uh, but mm -hmm. ultimately, uh, from my point of view, uh, 2020 for me personally was the year of uh, looking at our values and looking at our basically uh, leaders for guidance and to see how they can handle these problems and these situations that are oftentimes very tough and risky. And it also made me think about the impact that uh, global commerce uh, as well as uh, basically uh, global commuting has on our very lives. So things like closing, for example, the borders isn't just going to affect the lives of those who work at the airport or even like the airline uh, companies, but this could have tremendous impact on a variety of industries. And as a whole, the entire economy can actually come down because of this pandemic. More importantly, this year really made me appreciate a lot of the things that I used to take for granted, mainly face-to-face -face human contact, physical touch, and other things that we were deprived of during basically the year 2020. And we probably will still be for a couple of months, if not six, seven more months. And that really made me uh, to change my priorities. And I literally made some promises. I would say that from uh, the moment this pandemic is over, I am really going to take my social life more seriously. And I will make it less high tech and more high touch. Because uh, that, I think, for me, is what we're, a lot of us are missing. Now, being an expert that I am, always liking to, you know, uh, be around, be social and see basically people in action. Uh, for us extroverts, this crisis uh, posed a much greater challenge than the introverts. I mean, I had a lot of friends who were introverts, and it's like, man, I don't see any difference, really. I mean, except for some economic uh, problems and the fact that I can't travel, I see not much of a difference. I mean, I'm always social distancing at my home with my laptop. I say, well, good for you. Uh, but that's not going to happen to all of us. So I'm just saying, as somebody who is, based upon my last personality test, was uh, basically set to be 99% extroverted and 1% introverted, which unfortunately is a little bit extreme, I know, and I wish it was a bit more balanced. Uh, for people like us, 
it was a little bit harder to you know uh, deal with th this aspect of social distancing because uh, extroverts are social by nature. So social distancing means simply stop living, dude, or stop being who you are. And that took a lot of getting used to. I mean, it, personally for me, it took me no less than almost six, seven months just to get used to this, you know, the way things are. And even then, still, I haven't like uh, made uh, basically uh, peace with the situation. It's just that I have to go through with it. Kind of like, you know, uh, think of like uh, going to a doctor, taking a pill or the dreaded colonoscopy. So it's kind of like that. But in this particular case, <laughs> it's a rather too long colonoscopy. I mean, just imagine a colonoscopy right. that lasts for, I don't know, one and a half, two years. That'll be a very, very mm -hmm. painful colonoscopy, I'm guessing. But overall, uh, yeah, still, it, it is really uh, like that in that uh, for me personally, I am definitely going to take uh, my social life a lot more seriously. I did spend a lot of time in the past years at, at work and I would uh, because, you know, to be productive. So I would tend to postpone a lot of, for example, social events uh, for the weekend times or other places where I could you know, be more productive at work. So I'm definitely going to take my, you know, social life a lot more seriously after this pandemic, probably a little bit too aggressively at first. I mean, it's quite normal. Uh, but other than that, right. uh, I also learned a very great lesson about what we uh, as a species really need. I mean, we talked about this early in one of our, you know, very first programs, you want, in one of our, you know, first podcasts, you said like, all we need, the things that we need right now are like water, uh, basically shelter and internet connection, something like this. I remember you said that. So uh, it made me realize that not only internet and online technologies are a, are absolute necessities these days, but more importantly, a lot of the things we thought we needed were not really needs, but preferences. I mean, you don't necessarily have to burn a lot of gas to go to the you know movie theater. You really can enjoy chilling with Netflix at home. You don't really have to, perhaps, uh, go to, you know, spend hours in traffic every day to go to the workplace. It is possible to conduct a lot of meetings online on Zoom or Skype or other online, basically, platforms without a lot of uh, time wasted in commuting, basically. And, of course, as somebody who is a frequent flyer, I also thought a lot about my, you know, priorities as, as somebody who flies in, in different countries uh, frequently on how important really it is. And how is it possible to reduce the frequency of basically flights in order to, uh, you know, perhaps contribute a little bit to our uh, basically uh, planet in terms of the carbon emissions and so on. So those aspects of it actually taught me a lot about uh, the fact that really a lot of the things we thought we needed, we really don't need. And the only thing that I realized that I really needed during this time, and a lot of the times capitalism does not want us to know, was human touch and human contact. And I think that's the one that we are not taught. We've taught, we've been taught a lot about spending money on a lot of brands and we thinking or spending a lot of money, you know, uh, for things we don't really need uh, while, you know, perhaps ignoring the most important thing, and that's human touch and contact. So for me, that uh, really made me realize that the things that we really need are oftentimes the cheapest things that are always available and the things that we think we need and are oftentimes uh, basically uh, carrying a heavy price tag are really the things that we truly need. So that for me was like a, you know, an eye opener basically to realize what it really means to have needs and have them met and not confusing wants with needs basically. And for me personally, that was a very big deal because it allows me to then go ahead and uh, somehow change my priorities in life in terms of how I should spend my money, how I should work 
and how I should connect with people around me, basically. That, of course, was uh, a very great lesson. And the, the final one was uh, about uh, the difference that, uh, you know, wealth and money can really make. I think during this pandemic, the rich, the middle class, the lower middle class and the poor, they all pretty much had a similar lifestyle in that a lot of the things that were not available to uh, basically the poor people were also not available now for anybody else because of the limitations. So, yes, you could no longer enjoy, I don't know, easily going to a golf club or uh, going to a, you know, a very cool place or a venue to chill. And those things make me think a lot about uh, wealth gap in our society and uh, how this has increased so much and how it's possible to create a more just, fair society for everybody where the 99% do not feel that uh, their lives are any worse than that you know, top 1%. So this was a humbling experience for a lot of uh, the wealthy and the ultra uh, rich who used to think that they could just do whatever they wanted. And then they realized it doesn't matter how much cash you got on the line or how much credit you got. If literally a, a simple virus can make all of those millions and billions seem like nothing and it would not make any difference, which maybe, you know, look at a lot about this concept of what it really means to have value. And is money going to solve all your problems? And this pandemic solved it. The answer is a clear no, basically. So as someone who's an entrepreneur, it was also another great eye-opening moment, basically. How about you, Pujix? What, what were the things that you realized in 2020 that you uh, basically want to uh, take with you to 2021? Yeah, I think um, uh, uh, leaving the specifics that you mentioned, which are uh, some of them I didn't pay attention to, uh, but then some I did. Um, but um, generally speaking, I think um, it, the the whole pause in the status quo quote and moving to something slightly off book, if you will, because of the circumstance, was definitely a, an eye opener in a sense that because when you, when you're going with the status quo, it's uh, sometimes when you're just moving with it, you're not noticing you know the goods and the bads, appreciating the things that are. For example, you were mentioning you know. The socializing, I never understood how much I enjoy socializing with people in person until this hit. Like, you are much more extroverted than I am, of course. I think that's no secret. And you already noticed that before. Now you appreciated it more, perhaps, now. But I never even noticed. Now, I knew I like hanging out with people, but I just didn't know in, in how much depth it meant for me that uh, the lack of it is, uh, you know, uh, emboldening, if you will. So... Uh, in that sense, I think this whole pause, as you're mentioning, was uh, an eye-opener in many, many, many aspects. And of course, people with their own perspectives are grabbing different uh, aspects of it and paying attention to them. Um, and it's good to hear your perspectives. And I would love to you know, bring our audience into it, if, if, if possible, if they would like to share it in a comment form, one or two sentences to, you know, what was the aha moment for you. Wow, we're doing this. Maybe we should do that. Or maybe we should appreciate this. I like the, like the things that Dan mentioned to us. But if you had something different that you, it could be, it could be good for us to hear because I was listening to you and I was like, yes, I, I paid attention to this. Amazing. But also I, I listened to you and I was like, I never paid attention to, for example, this particular thing. And I was like, that's interesting. I never, for example, international tra traveling, like uh, airplanes and whatnot. So I, that was not really on my radar because maybe perhaps I wasn't doing it as much, uh, obviously, as much as you, I didn't. Um, so so that, was a, that was a very uh, interesting epiphany that I never had. And hearing it from you was, you know, 
very, very interesting to hear. So yeah, if the audience are willing to do that, leave a comment with your own epiphany during 2020. But yeah, going forward, bottom line is, yes, I want I want to pay attention to these things and I want to be more conscious of, you know, the things that, are, that we're doing on a day-to-day basis, either being more appreciative of the things we have or paying attention that there are gaps in our current way of living that we can improve on uh, and not just, um, you know, walk by them and not pay attention to them because you know if you if you're if you're moving past the garbage bin that is filthy every single day it becomes easy to just start ignoring it right but if you're forced to look at it then you're like you know what we got to fix this so you know you're forced to look at it we we kind of lost a lot of the distractions you see Uh, i think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, of this pandemic was that a lot of us we were so easily engaged with the things we used to do that we somehow could put up with a lot more because we're not so much paying a lot of attention. But this pandemic really removed all the noise. And this somehow made us uh, pay closer attention to the things we used to ignore. I mean, a lot of uh, basically uh, couples, unfortunately, they uh, lost their relationships during this uh, pandemic. And that was not because of any inherent uh, problem with the pandemic, but the fact that a lot of people just where in relationships that were not at the very beginning quite suitable for them, but since they had a lot of things to keep themselves busy, they could easily, you know, t- uh, turn a blind eye to certain things. But in a pandemic like this, almost there's no noise to dist- be distracted by, which means the truth somehow comes out. And the truth right. about everybody comes out. It, it brings out the truth of, of our leaders as well. I mean, if you, you, you saw what it means uh, for someone like Trump to fully lose it, because that pandemic really... Uh, took out all the noise and brought out the truth in a lot of basically people in various aspects of life, basically. And I think for us, that was a great eye opener. But at the same time, if we uh, learn those lessons, we can apply them and uh, make far better decisions in the future because pandemics like this don't happen every day, which is why we should take this as a, uh, you know, a a life lesson, if you will, in order to make us better at making future decisions. Absolutely. It, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure, again, everybody's having their own perspective of um, they overlap at times, but also there are unique mindsets that are out there. And I, I would love to hear about them. Um, is there any final thought that uh, before we close it, uh, do you want to share with our audience? Well, first of all, once again, I would like to wish all of our listeners a happy new year. And I hope that despite all the challenges we're currently facing in the world, we are going to be getting out of this pandemic soon. Now, the earliest estimates uh, point out to summer, but that's only in Europe. Uh, as for the U.S., uh, according to uh, the prediction by Dr. Fauci, we are going to be uh, living in one way or another like this until uh, basically next holiday season. So probably life will only get back to normal uh, around 2021 Q4. So that uh, leaves us basically three months of normalcy probably. Uh, and until then, still life continues on its current uh, pace, basically. And that is both reassuring and a little bit uh, basically disheartening. But the fact of the matter is that we could uh, make the most of this situation. So today we talked about what it really means to learn from the 2020, the past, and what lessons we can you know, learn from uh, the year itself, as well as the pandemic that caused tremendous trouble for all of us. And more importantly, we wanted to uh, give our listeners the hope that, yes, the pandemic was here and we went through it one year, guys. It, the pandemic took almost a year out of our lives, but a lot of us during the same period actually managed to uh, take our lives to a you know far better level. 
But even for those who managed to benefit financially, at least from this pandemic, nobody benefited from this pandemic emotional necessarily because we're social creatures. However, it was good enough for us to learn from it. And please do know that the way we went through 2020, we can go through the rest of the 2021 uh, during those periods where the pandemic still has to be brought under control, because unfortunately, the pace of vaccination is rather slower than uh, basically uh, intended, thanks to uh, the, uh, I don't know, extremely difficult means of logistics for the vaccine distribution. Uh, thank you, Pfizer, for, I mean, finding a great way to make it easy. Uh, that was a joke, by the way. Uh, but overall, <laughs> it all depends on, uh, you know, your uh, perspective. And hopefully, if you have the right perspective, we can go through the rest of 2021 uh, with the same level of zest and energy and enthusiasm as, uh, as you could have gone through 2020. And hopefully, uh, more importantly, we have to stay hopeful that this shall pass and we will get out of this hopefully and we will move on to a life where we can truly appreciate. I mean, just imagine the feeling that you will have, let's say, according to what uh, Fauci said, let's say it's Q4, it's 2021, it's uh, fall season, you're getting close to your New Year holidays, uh, next New Year holidays, and boom, just imagine you can just go wherever you want, no masks on, you can talk to anybody, you can shake hands or use your hands in a variety of other ways, both appropriate or inappropriate in public. And all <laughs> of these things are going to simply make it more uh, enjoyable. Just imagine this, man. Just imagine uh, the joy the world will experience once life goes back to normal. So a lot of the things that we used to take for granted now will become like uh, blessings and we can actually enjoy them. So for that reason, I'm, I, first of all, cannot wait to be uh, in a situation where I can experience all of that, uh, basically. And secondly, I want our listeners to imagine that that day will come, the day where you, uh, your social life goes back to normal. We can go wherever you want, no social distancing, and we can just truly appreciate the little things we thought we valued, but didn't really pay a lot of attention to, but now we can actually really enjoy them. So for me, personally, it means another year of hustle, but with hope and uh, basically zest. Perfect. 21 for the win and pun intended. Blackjack. Did you get it? All right. <laughs> All right. 21 for the win. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you, Dan, as always, for joining us. My pleasure, buddy. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Again, if you want to share your own epiphanies or any comments, please feel free to do so. Until a later episode, have a good one.